Welcome everybody to I Can Book This, episode four. I'm your host, Fredo. Again, joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. Starting things off on Monday Night Raw. Kick things off with Monday Night Raw Reigns. Monday Night Reigns, of course. Him and Bobby beefing, obviously leading up to Extreme Rules and needed the whole locker room to pull him apart, man. (laughs) For 15 minutes, we had to go through this shit. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but the beginning of Raw, you know, soon as soon as they're done with the intro, boom, Romans is on Romans on the screen, and you literally hear the crowd chant, "Let's go Celtics!" <laughs> Man, like, like I told you off off mic, I told you like I prefer that over a Stephanie or a Triple H promo, but like we just had two matches last week with Buddy Man, like two matches last week and, and we, a promo. Can we just, you know, <laughs> take it easy this week? I mean, somebody else, something else could have happened. Of course, I, I will always say that shit. Something else could have took place in this. But, yeah, I mean, I just felt like it was a little overdone. You know, I get it. You know, they do this from time to time where people have this much hate towards each other leading into a pay-per-view match. They got to make it seem like it's really bad blood. But I just felt like it ran a little too long. You know, they got taken apart. Then, they, oh, here they go. They're back at it. Oh, get, you know, separated again. Oh, here we go. You know, they're back at it. And then, oh, separate. Everybody come to this side of the ring. So, you know, we can be all a cushion for Roman, you know, so he can do his little, you know, splash over the ropes. Like, I don't know. It, like, I felt like it could have been done a little quicker. That's just my little gripe about it. Yeah, when I was watching it, like, every little part was just so predictable. And especially when everybody's, like, kind of balled up together and slowly yeah. moving around the ring. Like, yeah. a, Roman's only one of the ring. I was like, oh, well, here's the big spot. But, uh, all right, so I was watching it, and I've never thought Lashley had a good mouthpiece and never thought Roman had one. So this rivalry, it's just, it's missing that spark of, of talk. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. not it's not there for me. It seems forced. Yeah, because you know, at least with the Reigns and Brock situation, you had Paul there yeah. talking his shit. So you know, with, without him being in the equation, and it's just these two. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I never really was much into Bobby's mic work. You know, and Reigns, I'm the big dog. It's the same, you know, shit over and over. So I mean, I never really looked at them as being major talkers and shit. So I can see what you're saying. It is missing that. And I I think the only cool thing that he does. Uh, Roman does with his mouthpiece is call everybody a bitch. I guess that works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to try to, you know, connect with the hardcore fans that hate you a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm edgy, guys. I could, you know, I could do this shit too. You know, but I mean, I, in a sense, going into uh, Extreme Rules, you know, obviously Brock's had this contract, you know, where he doesn't have to work all these dates. So they had to go with something. They had to keep Reigns busy and. Like I told you, I like this feud more for Bobby than the Sami Zayn shit he had going. So, I mean, it's a step in the right direction with Bobby. He he seems like a believable contender. You know, he's not somebody that's just, oh, Roman's going to fucking spear and Superman punch and it's over with. Like, you know they're going to have a battle this Sunday. You know it's going to happen. So, I mean, it's it's filler, but, you know, I I just hope we get a good match out of it. You know, I was kind of down on Bobby because, you know, I feel like it's been a letdown, but... I'm still going to give him a little bit more grace period, you know, like it's different coming from shows that were taped a month, two months in advance. Yeah. So, you know, having to actually work live and can't do it, can't redo it. We're on, we're on. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to give him that adjustment period. I'm not too mad about it. You know, he's, he, but he really does have to show out for extreme rules. I I really hope they have some big spots for it and, you know, really give the fans, you know, at least their money's worth, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens, man, his character lately has been kind of, it's funny. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and act like I'd be stone-faced during these promos, you know, with Braun, but 
I like you know like how you said it. I feel like it lessens his character a little bit. You know, what I mean, like you got him as a like a punk basically. You know, what I mean, like and I get it storyline. I understand all that, but you know, I'm not saying it's damaging his character. But like you could have put those two with two different people. You know, you didn't have to put Brian, which is the monster in the bank. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like he he's he you already know maybe before the end of this year he's probably going to be champion. So he's fine. But like Kevin, you could have put him in a different area besides just being a butt of a joke. First, it was the bowling ball under the shirt joke, then the porta potty shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's not career ending shit, but it's just like, I kind of don't like how they're booking Kevin, like a punk. I don't really care for it. It's funny. It has this little moments where it's funny and I get my couple chuckles off, but I can't wait for this shit to be over with. <laughs> to be honest with you, I can't wait for this, this little feud to be over with. I'm, I'm sorry. I, when, when I was watching Kevin Owens coming to NXT, and what he did to Sammy, like that, that would like convinced because that's the first time I really seen an apron spot. Yeah, that convinced me like this guy is a monster. Like he's unstoppable, ruthless, ruthless, ruthless yeah. aggression. Just like when Cena first came out, ruthless aggression. You know, and you know you built him up in NXT, and then you put him on the main roster. You let him get that universal look for a little bit because Finn got injured. Now it's like, what are we doing? What's the end game? I. Cause, Cause, now you're lessening his character. Now you're making him not believable to me. Because my question is, how does he recover from this? Exactly. Okay, say Braun goes over, or for whatever reason they let Kevin go over. But like you know, you've been going through all this little goofy shit this past couple weeks. Yeah. How does he really recover from that? You know what? What's what's the end game? And just like Kim, Jim Cornette said, you know, you you're you're making shit not believable. And that's yeah. the reason why people don't watch. It's was, bad enough that we already know that the shit's fake yeah. and it's already predetermined. But, you know, kind of try to sell us on it a little bit. I was I was watching Raw with my other cousin, you know, this past week. And he's just shaking his head the whole time. And I can't even defend it because, yeah, it looks stupid sometimes, yeah. you know. It, you know, I just it, – Raw needs to get better. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. More on that part in the few. Uh What's your thoughts on Drew McIntyre, man? I, I saw that match with him and uh, Seth this past Monday, and I kind of wish it was him going against Seth for the IC belt over Dolph. You know, like I feel they should have put the title on Drew. He's already a previous Intercontinental Champion, and seeing the way he worked with Seth this past Monday, like I'm down for a beef. I'm down for a feud like that. I think they got good chemistry. I think we can have some at least two good pay per view matches out of them if they wanted to stretch it out, really. I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm. I'm down for that. But I'm. I'm personally really excited for the Iron Man match. I think you know. I think it's going to be dope. Oh yeah. But, I have no nothing against it. Um, I don't know if you saw the when they were talking to Seth while he was in the ring this past Monday. Uh, you had you had basically you had Drew and then you had Dolph, and they're you know they're you know sharing the mic. Yeah. And it just seems so forced. You know, it's it didn't didn't seem natural because you know Dolph got a pretty decent mouthpiece and. McIntyre's okay, but it was just, eh, it, it wasn't there for me. I really think they should be separated and and let Drew do his thing. Because Drew, once again, was a just a, this huge monster in NXT. Had the injury, you know, gets put on the main roster. Now, I want him. That part was cool. Like, yay, go Drew. But then it's like, now you're teaming up with Dolph. Yeah. At, you know, at, at first, I was I was kind of happy, you know, they got teamed up. But right now, it just seems forced to me. And it's like, eh, I really want to see Drew get a push, you know, and have, you know, have a feud with Seth, like you said. That would be nice to me. I'll say this. Like, they both don't need each other. Dolph is has been fine his whole damn career since he broke off from the Spirit Squad and became Dolph Ziggler. He's been fine. He's not. He doesn't need Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre doesn't need him. 
But, you know, it's been like this for a while in WWE where they just love to bunch people together because creative doesn't have anything. We, you know, like we already got our contender for the next two months, so we're just going to throw you guys together, you know, maybe make you feud with somebody that doesn't really make sense. Hence, Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. You know, shit like that ends up happening. So I feel like that's kind of what it was. I don't know why Vince wouldn't trust Drew. That used to be your chosen one. You went on SmackDown and said that he was the chosen one. He went, proved himself elsewhere, came back, was doing great things in NXT, had that setback. You should be able to put enough stock and trust in him, man, to be like, fuck it, we're going to give you a title run with the IC again. Now, I know this. we didn't really speak on this, but do you think that maybe Vince still feels let down that he wasn't the guy right away like he thought he would be? I mean, I can, not that I know Vince for shit, but just, you know, from the lore that we all hear, I can form an opinion. And I think that he might, it's possible that he could maybe feel some kind of way, but then in, in Drew's defense, like, you put that on him. He didn't want to do that shit. You are the one that made that promo happen to sit there and put all that weight on his shoulders, and he was young. So you can't, re- if that is the case, you shouldn't hold any kind of animosity towards him because he was doing what he was, you know, where you put him. You put that weight on his shoulders. It didn't pan out the way you wanted it to pan out, and you should be used to that by now because it's it's not nothing new. It, it happens a lot. So I would hope that that's not the situation, but in a sense, I can kind of see Vince maybe like, I don't know if we should pull the trigger. Yeah, I did it with the old school Ricky Bobby. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's, it's whatever. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Drew gets his push soon. Yeah. Shit, I would like to see him turn on Dolph this Sunday. I know it's not happening, but, I mean, that would be a great way. <laughs> hey, man, I have to be here basically to help you win your matches. You know, I'm I'm better than that. Like, they can go – it's very simple. They can do anything off of that, but I'm looking forward to that eventually. Maybe it's me, but when when Drew stands next to Dolph, he, Dolph looks so small. Dude, I, for, I don't know the exact height, but Drew is pretty fucking tall. Like, so, yeah, Dolph <laughs> – I'm sorry. Like a midget out there. Drew needs to beef with Braun. Those are two monsters. And, you know, I can agree with that. I can believe that. That would be a good feud to me. You know, like, I wouldn't have no problem seeing that, you know, whether they put them in tag matches together. You know how they normally do that. You know, whoever they're feuding with, they got a tag to overcome the odds. Or can they coexist type shit? Like, yeah, I'd deal with that for a month until a pay-per-view lead up. Um but, yeah, I mean, just in conclusion on Drew, like, yeah, after seeing this past match, man, like, I definitely want to see some more Seth and Drew matches down the road. I definitely want to see that. I don't care if it's for the IC. I don't care if it's months down the road and, it's you know, they're going at each other to go for the Universal. We need more of that on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching over to Tyler Breeze, man. Um well, first, I'm going to start with Fandango, man. It's kind of unfortunate, you know, with all these injuries and shit that's been going on. Like, once it happens, it seems like they just keep happening. And, Pile on. You know, Fandango ended up becoming victim to that. And, you know, he's out, I think, for up to six months, he tweeted, from a torn uh, labrum or whatever. And now it's just like, you know, Fashion Police was over heavy with the crowd. You know, everybody really fucked with their little promos and shit and wanted more of it. So, you know, you know, they were over. Obviously, creative didn't have anything for them. So they were just doing what they were doing. And, you know, for this kind of injury to happen, it's like it kind of sucks that, you know, that team, that tag team ain't going to be around. But what does that mean for Tyler Breeze, though? You know, like I had to run a poll on the Twitter account. Like, you know, would you guys want to see Tyler Breeze do a solo run? And of course, everybody except for a few were like, yes, (laughs) I want to see that. So, I mean, is that what we do? Are we just going to keep him on the shelf because of his partner? Or are we going to move? I mean, because he was great in NXT, man. 
to see what he has. I mean, I know he's happy with it because, you know, he's tweets it all the time on Twitter. But I can agree with the fans that tweet him about that. Like, you were so great in NXT just to come up on the main roster and just float around. You know, you should be a United States champion. You should be an intercontinental champion by now as long as you've been called up. You know, so what do we do with him? Yeah, uh, watching him in NXT, I I thought his gimmick was corny, but he really made me hate him. He was a good heel. I think that a singles push, I mean, there's just maybe on SmackDown, but there's just way too many monsters running around on Raw. There's too many good people on Raw yeah. right now for me. Because I, I just wouldn't find it believable, but you know maybe the U.S. When you go, you don't you don't think he could have a good match with Dolph for the IC or Seth if Seth was to uh, get the championship this this Sunday? You don't think that he could have a good program with either one of them? Just I mean, even if he doesn't come out on top at the end of it, you don't think they could have some good matches? Well, Dolph and Seth are great workers, so I mean, you if you you have to suck to not have a good match. <laughs> so I I just. I don't think he would ever get the belt off them. That's the only thing I I, yeah. I wouldn't mind. I'd love to see it, but I'd, yeah. I'd if 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 I'm thinking about the NXT, Tyler Breeze, he deserves a title. You know what I'm saying? So I I would I'd want him to actually eventually win it. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind seeing him and uh, Jeff Hardy go at it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, like I could definitely see him for a mid card title, whether it was against Dolph, Seth, or Jeff. I'm down for either championship, yeah. and either three of those guys would be a great team-up for him to go on his solo run. So we can only hope that somebody looks out and throws him a bone, man. I don't want to just see him in little promo skits for five seconds, you know, every Monday Night Raw, just to be, hey, remember this guy? He's still here. Like, I don't want to – I just hope that's not all they're going to have for him coming up. Yep. Uh, and then the viewership, how we mentioned earlier, you know, like Raw needs to step it up. I guess they hit an all-time low, a record low. On Monday Night Raw viewership, <laughs> like I said earlier, Raw Raw to me, and and I, I felt so bad watching it because you know I kind of forced my cousin to watch it, <laughs> and he because I know he tunes in once in every great while, like oh it's on, nothing else is on TV, yeah. and he, he turns it off right away, and I had to force him to watch some of the stuff. And if you're not a fan, it, I can understand how hard it is for you to watch, especially if you've been out of the loop since Stone Cold and The Rock left and, you know, things that or you know, like maybe your last time watching was when Kurt Angle was still on before he left the TNA. Trying to come back, you're not, who the hell is this guy? Oh, this gimmick is stupid. Why are they doing this dumb shit? Mm -hmm. Or this person can't wrestle. That looked really fake. You know, like I can, there's a million and one reasons why I can understand why people are, are not tuning back in. You lost them and it's kind of hard for them to get back into the flow. Yeah, it, and 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 watching some of the stuff on Raw, it's just they they're miles behind SmackDown, and SmackDown isn't even that great. That's the sad part. Like SmackDown's good, they're making but, do, but they're yeah, not they're making great, do, though. but they could do a lot better with that roster. Yeah, and especially especially with the roster roster Raw has, there is no excuse that you can't come out every week like they used to do in the Attitude Era and tear the freaking house down. And pack that place every week, and the fans are actually into it. And it, it's honestly, it's starting to starting to piss me off, because it, it just there's too much talent. There's too much talent for these weak ass promos with with Roman and Bobby. And you know, it's I'm sorry, Nia against Bliss is a hundred times more believable than Roman and Bobby right now to me. That that's a rivalry that I want to see. That's something yeah. that I would continue to watch and be interest, interested in, invested in. Not this. Force stuff with Bobby and Roman, and and these are the little things in Raw that 
they're just messing up on. And it's yeah. sad. Like I said, I feel like it's filler. And yeah, it's, it's probably going to, if it's coming off to you that way, I'm pretty sure other people ain't really vibing with the feud, you know? So you're probably not the only person that feels that way. I mean, we've been saying that SmackDown's been the A show. And I guess when they saw that the ratings dropped for Raw, they were expecting a drop for SmackDown. And guess what? SmackDown numbers went up. <laughs> so that, once again, not be, oh, we're right, you're wrong. But, hey, come on now. Like, it's it's obvious. SmackDown has been the A show. Even though you guys like to pluck all the great talent from NXT and put it all on Raw mm-hmm. to do jack shit with, SmackDown still ends up beating you guys in, in quality-wise of the matches of the show in general. The only gripe I have about SmackDown right now, and we're not officially on SmackDown yet, but my main gripe is the whole uh, Riot Squad, how they're just running around, like, throwing papers, grabbing, you know, hey, guy in the hallway, I'm going to grab your papers out of your hand, just throw them in the air because we're a Riot Squad. Like, that's really fucking cheesy to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not really rocking with that. I know, you know, Ruby's sidelined, so obviously, they're hey, at least they're keeping them in the mix, but I'm not digging that childish-ass promo with them just running around backstage putting mir- lipsticks on mirrors and shit like that. Like, that's not really cool. I mean, maybe the kids dig it, but it's kind of dumb to me as an adult. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just just a lot of questionable stuff, but, you know, I yeah, can't book it. promo-wise, so. all this shit. They, Raw does got to step it up, though, man, because SmackDown is going to continue to get better. And, you know, with them going to Fox soon, their viewership might increase even oh, more. Oh, it will. It will. Especially There's no if they're going to – if they move it to Friday and use it as a, a lead-in to, a, a you know, some type of fight card that they got going on, it's definitely going to be popping for them over there on Fox. So – you might want to start trying to either get raw, you know, leveled out, or you might want to start trying to put the same amount of time and love into SmackDown. That's just my ending piece on the whole viewership and shit, because mm-hmm. it's, it's obvious now. You can't deny it. You can't act like, OP, oh, well, we'll be okay. No, shit can start getting a little bad for you guys. Spooky, as Drake would say. <laughs> but, yeah, now we can switch gears fully on the SmackDown, man, uh, the A-Show. The A-Show. Uh, I wanted well, to ask your opinion. Oh, go ahead if you had something to add. I mean, if we're really ranking it, NXT is the A show. Yeah. 205's the B show. SmackDown's the C show. And Raw is the minor leagues. That's so. a crazy take, but I'm rock with it because I, <laughs> I, I really believe that shit. Every week, you know, you're going to get something great on NXT and 205 Lives. Raw and SmackDown's more. We might. It might be a good show. It might, I might waste three hours out of my life and not get <laughs> shit out of it in return. But, hey. But, uh I wanted to ask you your opinions on this lumberjack match. I got my take, but I wanted to, I wanted to hear what your thoughts was. Yeah, we haven't talked about this. Uh, hey, I thought it was dope. Oscar beat him pretty. I mean, it wasn't a squash match, but it was pretty much a squash match. I was happy with it because uh, because if James Ellsworth would have beat her, I would have been pissed. <laughs> I might have had to turn off SmackDown at that point because yeah, it would have really upset me. But you know what? I'm happy with it. That that's a great. Great lead into you know Oscar against Carmella. Um, I'm fine with it, uh, but to me that shit should have never happened in the first place because we all know who was gonna win. Yeah. See, my gripe, and I touched on this a couple podcasts, like two of them, I believe, the first couple that we had about the intergender uh, wrestling man. Like I even said last week, like I'm hoping that it's gonna be something, not just Oscar and the Lumberjills. I'm not gonna call them Lumberjacks. The Lumberjills, like, I hope it's not just them beating up on him and shit and he doesn't get no offense. And if you're going to do it, let's do it right. And and they they did that. They did just that. They Oscar just got in offense. The Jack Lumberjills were, you know, beating on him, trying to get him into the ring and shit. And Ellsworth, I'm not saying that I want to see Ellsworth fucking 
you know, clotheslining her head off or doing all this wild extra shit to her. But can he get a suplex in? Could he get a, you know, takedown in? Anything to show that he is a, an opponent instead of making it a fucking laugh joke type thing? Like, we, we just wasted time. You yeah. had all the women come around the ring to do this silly shit when you could have actually gave him some TV time. So, I mean, that's the only reason why I was a little, da- like, let down by it because I was really hoping. I mean, of course, Oscar goes over. I'm not expecting Ellsworth to win. But, I mean... Let it become something. You're not going to be vicious where he's going to be kneeing her and doing all these crazy high spots with her. No, but like there should have been some type of combat between them instead of it just here's Ellsworth, Mr. Nochin getting beat up on like that. That's kind of old to me personally. I know a lot of other people probably still get their laughs and there's probably a lot of people that enjoyed the match fully and didn't see anything wrong with it whatsoever. But that's just my little take on it. Like, I just wish it would have been more because I feel like that's like, you have an opportunity to showcase it. Like, obviously, you guys are all PG and you don't want to do that kind of shit, but don't tease it or try to attempt to do it if you're not going to do it right. It's just really bad and bad taste, in my opinion. Like, don't do it. Like, just don't do it at all then, you know? You could have still had them having their promos against each other, talking his trash about how he's better than Asuka, and even teased the match, but you shouldn't have wasted two slots on two consecutive SmackDowns to, for it to do nothing, and we still get the match on this Sunday. Uh, now that you say that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, there was no reason for them to even face. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know James Ellsworth has beat AJ Styles three times. Yeah. We get it, you know. But it's just, yeah, it was pointless to me. I, it's As long as Asuka went over in that Lumberjack match, I was fine with it. Whatever happened, I didn't really care. But when you explain it like that, yeah, because future intergender matches i hope it isn't like that yeah i mean i hope we can get back to a time and day where if they do a mixed tag match it's not just guy on guy girl on girl it used to be entertaining back in the day i mean of course not all the wrestlers are going to be believable some people are going to be like come on man really she's suplexing this dude or beating them up like i understand there's going to be that crowd and maybe that's why wwe scared to even embark on that road and see where it takes them but there's there's a good way to do it you know what i mean you don't got to go over the board where you know the guy's doing so much or the girl's doing so much but there's a happy little medium where you can make it work just perfect uh i wanted to ask you uh what's your thoughts on page i mean obviously you know disclaimer obviously we're not that dumb obviously we know page ain't the one that's really calling the shots it's a character but like in general though how do you feel about her character as gm now opposed to her being a wrestler I, I'm, I don't mean to sound like a dick or, you know, like I'm a misogynist. I'm really indifferent on it. I don't really yeah. have a, like a hardcore opinion, like, oh my God, she's amazing or, oh, she sucks. It's just, I'm really indifferent on it. But I mean, at least she's making it kind of believable. Like, you know, like she actually does have power. Like I'm, I'm fine with it. Like yeah. I have no, I have no gripes about it. I really don't have an opinion on this, like a hardcore one, but you know, I mean, when you watch SmackDown, it's like, oh, she does give the people what they want to see yeah. when, she, when she's actually GM. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm happy with it. You know, yeah. I, it, for, for this after Daniel, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, and, and I was going to uh, say, I feel like it's just the same shit. You know, obviously Daniel got cleared, so now he's an active wrestler. And I feel like it's the same story. Like, you know, she's the we're here to give you guys what you want on SmackDown Live. And it's working out great. Like, it's, she's not doing anything different than what Daniel and Shane were doing. But... I mean, I'm just, A, I'm glad that she's able to keep a job in the company that's, you know, keeping her employed and keeping her on TV. So I'm happy for that. But I think she's portraying the character pretty well. I mean, it's not no Stephanie McMahon where this is my show and 
you know, you want to hate her. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is, she is, I think she's filling the shoes of Daniel Bryan pretty well. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, I mean, not to have a major convo on it, but I think that she's doing a decent job on filling the shoes over there on SmackDown. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm uh, yeah, as long as she's not like Stephanie and trying to bury wrestlers by smacking them in front of a whole crowd. As long as she's not doing that, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because I can't rock with that. That's what I. That's what makes me hate Stephanie. It's not even your storylines. It seems like you're out for yourself every time you go out there. Like you know, she you you would have to imagine she goes off off script sometimes, and people are just kind of thrown back. Like, huh? What, where are we at? What do I say? Now? How do I counter that? Because I don't remember hearing that. Yeah. And and that's what's that's what and prob- she lives for it. She likes to see the dumb of looks on her faces. And and she she's kind of like Vince in that sense, you know, like how Vince used to make people kiss his ass. Like ain't nobody trying to go out there and do that shit. I don't care how much you're getting paid. And then for and what's crazy is Stephanie's the one that made up the scripted promos. For so for you to go off script like that, I'm sorry. Backstage, where I'm gonna have some words for you. Yeah, there, mean, there ain't no way that we had all this shit scripted, and then you're just gonna slap me out of nowhere and say some crazy shit. Like no, like I I'm, would. I, I would at least hope that the um, slaps were like known before, because if she if, if that was the case where she's just decking motherfuckers, you know what I mean? That's kind of bogus. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would I would hope that at least yo at the end I'm gonna get this slap off. Like at least let me know it's coming. Don't just fucking shoot on me in the ring like that. Don't do that. Like, please, hope so I'm hoping that that is the case, that she gives some form of a warning beforehand. I'm pretty sure she's at least done it once or twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, yeah, probably. Right? Just just imagine, like, we're on live TV. <laughs> I think she has that bit of an ego situation. I know we were supposed to be talking about Paige and it's turned into Stephanie, but I feel like she kind of has that ego problem. Like, the thing that stuck out to me the most about her and her ego was when they were in Chicago and they kept chanting CM Punk or something like yeah. that. And she was like, oh, if you go for blah, 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 many minutes longer, you'll last it longer than he did. Like, in the, mentioning the UFC fight he just lost. Like, that's that ego for you. You didn't have to sit there and say that shit. That's some, that's a Vince move. Vince would say some shit like that. So I'm like, you are your father's daughter, man. You are a, you are him. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't to say that. I mean, I don't see Shane going that low. Even if the crowd was chanting for five minutes straight, CM Punk, CM Punk. I don't see Shane doing that ignorant shit. But you you gotta look at from this standpoint. She's been involved with the business since what '98. Yeah, I mean, at this point, she's you know fucking twenty years in. She's gonna have an ego. Yeah, she's not just some you know privileged kid that just got gifted a business like she has been in it around it lived it breathed it for quite most of her life probably not just being backstage but actually having a role a position a power in in the company like yeah Yeah, so i guess i can't totally blame her but man i would i would hope that she's never slapped somebody just going going off of Okay, let me just do this real quick, just 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 to get this pop real quick. Like that right, was. You suck. think I'll get more heat? Like you got enough heat. People really hate your on like you know your on screen character. You don't got to do no more. You're fine on that. Uh, the highlight to me because nothing much really stood out to me on SmackDown. I was already coming into this week expecting it to be light, but the match that stuck out stuck out to me the most, man, was uh Sin, Sin Cara versus uh Cian Almas, man. Like they both was like they were trying to work for a job in yeah. that match, man. Like they like if their job was on the line, dude, they were they were really putting some shit together, man. And I dare say that's the best I've seen this Sankara. Not the original, but this Sankara, I wanna say that's the best I've seen him in ring. Yeah, I uh so I was watching SmackDown Live and okay, they're having a CN Almas and, and Sankara match and my first thought is, well we know who's winning. I was yeah. like, and I, I almost switched the channel, but I was like, ah, let me give it a chance. <laughs> and sure enough, the, both of them showed out. They Man. they did their thing, and obviously they have a similar style. 
So it was just it, the chemistry was amazing in that match, and it really I was. I was I was my eyes were glued to the screen, and man, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple more of those. Please, I mean, I know I I'm a big Cien Almas fan. He uh he really did his thing in the Royal Rumble and really kind of stole me like as a fan. Yeah. So after that, I was like, man, I want to see a push for him, see a push for him, but. Hey, I'm not. I wouldn't mind another month of these matches. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I even had to tweet that maybe this feud won't be so bad, especially if this is the kind of product you guys are gonna put out. I'm here for it, man. You got Zelina, you know, being the mouthpiece. For, I mean, Sin Cara can do, you know, minimum talking. It's not like he sucks at it, but I mean, he can carry himself. You got Zelina carrying almost, and yeah, we can do this shit for another month, man. I'm, I'm with it, like shit. Especially if you guys are gonna try to one up each match. Hell yeah, it's only gonna get better. Oh, <laughs> only oh. get better. Oh, I guarantee it can get better. That's that's the thing. And see, this is this is the stuff that makes SmackDown better than Raw. Little stuff like this. Like, they showed out. And like you said, it looked like they were just wrestling for their job. That's the type of matches we need. Even if you don't have something for somebody that's major, little stuff like this. Give them four or five minutes, man. Let them do their thing. I mean, shit, if you guys were giving Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander fucking, you know, commercial break uh, chances during the uh, Raw 25 or whatever they mm-hmm. did in New York, and, you know, you were just having them wrestle real quick during commercial breaks, you can give these guys four or five minutes every week and let them just get their shit off. Let them actually loosen up a little bit, as I mentioned on the other podcast. Get back to this creative freedom they had in the ring, and you'll be amazed what that what the product will turn into. Because people are going to start tuning in to actually see these kind of matches, even though they might be short. All of them ain't going to be ten minutes, but it'll draw interest, though. Yeah, it and it it, it matches like this builds Sin Cara. You know, now he's like, oh damn, this guy can wrestle. Exactly. But, That's how I it, felt. Like, oh. That little booking like that is how you get fans back. Little shit like that. And, man, I would love to see more stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely agree with uh, that. Going off the docket real quick, right. I just wanted to mention the, the 10-man tag they had. Right. Uh, for our listeners that don't watch New Japan, that's kind of taken New Japan kind of uh, take. Like, well, you know, we, we, got a, we got a pay-per-view this weekend coming up. Let's not overwork everybody and have everybody in singles matches. I thought that was dope. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, because, yeah, New Japan, they do do a lot of those, and obviously they got the fucking six-man tag belts or whatever those, those shits are called. I'm not exact. But I, WWE does it every now and then. Like, they even added the uh, match type into the 2K18 this past year. Like, they normally do it on some, you know, like you said, let's not overwork everybody. Got a show coming up this weekend, so we're just going to team all you guys up, and you guys get minimum amount of time in the ring. But... Is yeah, I can see what you're saying. It will look like yo, you guys are kind of copying off their te- textbook over here a little bit, man. Like you're looking at their shit, and because you see how they make it work, and it's not just because we want to keep people, you know, safe. Like no, we're gonna do a bunch of spots. It's gonna be a lot of shit going on with all these guys right yeah. now. Uh just going on the no another one off the dock. Keep going off of the stealing thing. Did anybody see Swagamore out there with the Jeff Hardy uh, arm, like the arm sleeves? Oh, yeah, he was taunting them. Yeah, he was taunting them. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they should have saved that for Extreme Rules because yeah. I think that was on his way to go face AJ. Like, that would be cool if you was wearing his armbands to go face him, but you're facing AJ. Like, I would have did that on Sunday. Like, that's just me, though. That's just <laughs> I, me. I was like, that's why we call him Swagamore right there. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it work. <laughs> uh, just imagine him doing the arm thing with the fans. It's awesome. All right. Man, uh, before we get off of uh, the two main shows, they're the ones that are going to be on the pay-per-view this uh, this weekend. So I was going to do our little picks. 
we can do that right now. We can do our little picks for Extreme Rules. Uh, out of the WWE title match between AJ Styles and Rusev, who do you got? I want Rusev to win, but I don't see him winning because AJ's the cover athlete of two, that the new video game. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be taken off AJ. But man, I I would not. I don't I don't care. If, I I wouldn't mind if AJ won it, but I'm a I'm a big Rusev fan. So I I want Rusev to win, but I kind of feel AJ's going to get it. Yeah, I feel uh, that's the same thing I'm saying. I was going to say it too. I feel like AJ is going to end up winning. I mean, I can't say oh I'm such a super huge fan of Rusev, but. Since he started getting over with the Rusev day, I've been paying attention to him. It's like I feel like he deserves it. He's been in NXT when he was Alexander Rusev. You know what I mean? Like he's came a long way since getting called up in the Royal Rumble, being on the main brands. Like you guys kind of need to throw him a bone a little bit, man. But I guess we can just be happy that he's finally in a title picture. I believe they said that was his first title shot mm-hmm. for the main title, title that he's getting. getting. So I mean, I guess that's good, man. But I'm gonna have to go with uh, AJ being the winner in that one. Uh, for the WWE Raw's women's title. Uh, it's an Extreme Rules match. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Uh, since it's Extreme Rules, I expect Nia to annihilate her. Um, let's you just, would think. Let's hope. <laughs> let, let's hope. I, w- I would hope, and I think that. But I, I and this is something like kind of like in my head, I hope that Ronda doesn't come out and mess it up and fuck up, you know, Nia's well, I, b- I believe, that, I don't know if the, if she's going to fuck anything up, you know, how we mentioned this Extreme Rules, but I could have swore that they said something about that, how she had bought tickets to be front row at Extreme Rules this Sunday. So it's like, eh, hopefully they, yeah, hopefully she doesn't do anything stupid to fuck Nia Jax. Over. That's what I'm saying. I, I hope she doesn't, like, try to, because it's Extreme Rules, so there's no eliminations. You can't get eliminated. But I hope she doesn't, like, come in, go in to hit Nia with, like, a kendo stick or something, or uh, Alexa and accidentally hit Nia, Nia and, yeah, and then Bliss ends up winning the belt. Yeah. I, could, I could see it, and that's a perfect way to piss me off, but I could understand why it would happen. See, I was going to fuck around and say that I could see Mickey James, because that's her road dog now, I can see Mickey James getting involved in that being the reason that Alexa Bliss retains. I can, if I had to pick, that would be the reason. Not so much that she's gonna beat the shit out of Nia or you know just beat her clean or whatever. But like I feel like it's gonna be some form of interference, and it could be a, a Mickey James situation coming to the aid of her friend, or it could be a fuck up on Ronda's half. Or, or hear me out. Okay. Mickey James runs down. Ronda sees it, and Ronda knocks out Mickey James. <laughs> Okay, I, I'd be there for that. Yeah, <laughs> Three <laughs> possible scenarios right there. Man, uh, okay, keep with the women. Uh, who do you think is going to win the SmackDown's women's title? They got Ellsworth suspended oh. above the ring in the shark cage. Oh, yeah, Carmel yeah. And Oscar. Well, t- please, WWE, I'm begging you. Please do not let Carmella go over. Please. it's it. Somehow James Ellsworth is going to sneak out that top. Just like Amore did. Yeah, he just slid through the damn slid bars. through because you know he's skinny. I I wholeheartedly hope that Oscar would go over. That's my pick. I feel it's her time. She she needs some type of accolade, man. She's been called up. She's you know obviously her streak's been broken. Carmella and I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on her, but like just when I watch her, her promos annoy the shit out of me. Her ring work annoys me, and that's just me speaking for myself. I don't mean no offense to people that are actual fans of her, but this is just one man's opinion. She shouldn't be carrying the women's division. You know, you got people that are big fans of motherfucking Naomi, but they did give her her title run, gave her her little special glow belt. You know, when's Becky Lynch 
gonna get back into the title picture. You know what I mean? Somebody. But this is where we're at. So I mean, I would just hope though that Oscar ends up t- being the one, and they will see that people are gonna be interested. Not that Oscar's gonna be able to do so many promos. You know, she's not gonna be a big talker or anything like that. But well, she lets her work do the talking. Exactly. And then that's what they just need to put trust and faith in, man. Like, don't just because Oscar or not Oscar, but fucking Carmella is like the female version of Enzo when it comes to the mic work. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that she's as good as him, but, you know, it's basically the same shtick. You know how she tries to uh, Carmella is money and all that cheesy shit that Enzo would end up probably saying. But she's not the one, man. She's not the one. I don't know if she will ever be the one, in my personal opinion. Maybe in a couple of years. I, I, I don't know if anybody saw SmackDown. When she came out, the crowd was dead silent. They don't and, rock with her like that. And man. then, and then the announcer's like, "Oh, Carmella is money on SmackDown oh, Live." I was Graves. like, "I can hear Graves saying that." Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, "Did you just see the same shit I did?" And there, there's a difference between people hating you because you're a great heel, like maybe a Lacey Evans on NXT, or people just don't like you. Like I feel Carmella. like I feel like we got to keep driving that point home on this podcast because people don't understand. Do you hear they're cheering or they're booing? That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> you got some people that are invested in the storyline and are booing because of the storyline. And you got other people saying, boo, get this motherfucker off my TV or out the <laughs> ring. I, I didn't pay money to come see this. Yep. So moving along, though, I mean, my pick is Oscar also. Obviously. Uh, moving on to the uh, Intercontinental uh, title match, 30-minute Iron Man, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Um. I want Seth to win, but I feel like they got bigger plans for Seth. So I think I think that Dolph will go over, and then eventually it'll be Dolph against Drew. Yeah, I can agree with that because I, I, Seth was my pick also. And, yeah, I can agree with that, Like you know, especially how it's just been confirmed that Brock is officially going to be defending his championship at SummerSlam. Like, yeah, I can see Seth – not winning necessarily, Dolph retaining. He'd go off into a program with Drew, and then Seth will be freed up and just lingering around, ready for his chance to get back into the universal title picture since there will be someone actually fucking defending it. <laughs> uh, so, so we're both going for Seth on that one. Yeah, All right, for the United States title match, Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura. Who's your pick? Uh, I mean, I, I'm picking Jeff on this one. And this is my reasoning. Shinsuke is is too good for me. Uh-huh. I think he's too good to just be carrying a U.S. Right now, I I think he should be always in the WWE title picture, like always lingering. And I right. feel like yeah, even if he's not the contender right now, he's he's on the back he's, burner. He's around. He's, he's up next. You know, he's he's kind of like that old school Razor Ramon. He's like right there around <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? So my pick is Jeff. Keep it on him because. To me, it would lessen Shinsuke because I think Shinsuke is top two. All right, now I'm gonna say like as of currently, I I'm going with Shinsuke in this one, and I just feel like because I don't you know how you keep mentioning like AJ, I don't think is losing that belt anytime soon until after October, and that game is already on shows. You know, like so that's my take on that. AJ is not losing that belt anytime soon, even though WWE can you know change anything at a moment's notice. Yeah, but, I, th- I think only an injury would change that. Yeah, but I I feel like Shinsuke needs something. You know, the AJ matches have been underwhelming. So, I mean, that turned into what it turned into. He's off the, you know, the main title pitcher right now currently. So, 
Jeff ain't going to lose anything. It's not like he's going to lose any stock. He's not going to lose any fans. People are still going to pop crazy for him whenever they hear that music. He's got the face paint coming out now. People are really digging that. So, shit, I'm pretty sure people are like, oh, shit, Jeff Hardy's back. Let me flip to this just to see his match, even if it's just that. So, Jeff will be fine. But I feel like Shinsuke needs something besides just giving out low blows. Low blow, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, he needs something. I, and that's just my little take on it. So, I'm going to have to go with uh, Shinsuke. Our first disagreement yeah. <laughs> on, on this so far. So, you're going for Jeff. I'm going for Shinsuke. Uh, SmackDown tag team title match. Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. Bludgeon Brothers, and it's not even going to be close. That's exactly my pick, too, man, because they better not have fucking forced these guys on us, made them change their gimmicks, to get the tag belts just to drop it to a reforming yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, come on, man. And I don't, I don't know if anybody saw SmackDown. Sanity came in and, and washed them, washed the Bludgeon Brothers and Team Hell No. So I, I think I think the Bludgeon Brothers keep it, and then they go into a thing with Sanity. Oh, no, no, they're go- They're eventually going to go, but no, they teamed up. Yeah, uh, Bludgeon Brothers and Sanity ended up teaming up. They had a stare down after the New Day and uh, Team Hell No got beat up and shit. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They- oh, yeah, they had a little stare off, like, okay, and they ended up teaming up that night, of course, you know, thanks to Paige. But, like, yeah, I definitely see that. Like, I see the Bludgeon Brothers retaining, and then that might be the first people to take it off them because it would be believable. Yeah. In my eyes, you know, you guys crazy, I'm crazy too. Like what Vince Staple say, you with the action, I'm with the action. Let's see yeah. who wins. <laughs> like shit, like yeah, that could be a great little uh, little feud right there in itself. So I mean, that's that's gonna be my take. I think the Bludgeon Brothers are gonna retain. Uh, I don't know what the hell this means for Team Hell No. Hopefully, Daniel Bryan gets to do his own thing. You know, thank you, Kane, for you know taking time out of your your, your mayor shit that you're trying to do right now, run for or whatever. But uh, yeah, we don't. You know, your business, your your. No longer need it right now. <laughs> Let Daniel do his own shit. So, yeah, that's my pick, Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, Raw tag team match. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B team. I just don't see the B team winning. Uh, maybe they throw him a bone. You know, hey, you've been here. You know, Bo Dallas has been, like, the lowest rated fucking wrestler on 2K for the longest. So, <laughs> I maybe they could, but I don't see it. So, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, the Woken Ones. See, now that's what I'm banking on. I My pick is the B team, and I'm banking that they just say, fuck it, man. Let's give you guys a bone, man. You've been here. You guys are, you know, doing your promos of, you know, enacting Matt Hardy and Bray. The crowd loves it. It's funny. Like, just throw them a bone, man, even if it is for a week. Like, even if it's till next month to the next night. That would be funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, at least they could say, hey, the B team was tag team champions. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it's for 24 hours, man, but I kind of would like to see it happen. I'm not going to be mad if they don't. But, I mean, I would kind of hope that somebody throws them a bone, they get it. And then it's up to you guys. 24 hours a week, whatever have you. I, Wall will be in their court. Well, all right. Well, maybe you do that. You give them the belts. But eventually they have to go into, like, a deletion. If they get the belts off. Lake of Incarnation. Or Reincarnation. Reincarnation. My bad. My bad. Yeah, all these I've... weird shits that he be doing yet. Yeah, I don't blame you, bro. It's kind of hard to keep up with Matt's weird shit. Yeah, so hopefully they go into the lake if you if you let him get the... You know, that that's what I would hope would be the end game. Fucking Curtis Axel's going to come out as Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, man. Okay, uh, moving on to the Steel Cage match. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Uh, this one gave me problems. I had to sit there and think for about five minutes. Like, how can this shit get booked? How? Which way would they go with it? Kevin's been the butt of the jokes. 
but Brian's the monster in the bank. Yeah, so what is your pick on that? Yeah, it's hard to pick because I'm such a big Kevin Owens fan, but Braun's just Braun, man. Like, he's so believable to me, dude, and it's just so hard to pick anybody else but him when he's in a match. So I'm really hesitant, but I'm going to go Braun on this one. All right, same thing here, man. I, I feel like there's a slim chance that Kevin Owens could do some shit during the match. You know, not ain't gonna be no damn apron spots, but no, you know, top of the cage spot. <laughs> yeah, there could be something that he could do to like, you know, weasel his way out of it. But if history tells us anything, he's gonna get these hands. <laughs> so that's about it. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, fucking Roman Reigns and Bobby. Roman, obviously. Same here, man. That was kind of a no-brainer. I didn't even know if I wanted to, you know, ask you that one because it's like, come on now. You pretty much know Roman's going over. Ro- Ro- Roman's winning this one, and then he's getting the belt at, at SummerSlam. So, Been the plan for the past 18 years. <laughs> this was a plan before <laughs> Roman even was born. It's like Roman's going to be champion. One day, a guy named Roman's going to be our champion. And they've been running with it ever since. He's going to wear a tactical vest. <laughs> Check off his wrist. <laughs> Fucking... This match, man, I feel bad for Finn. I don't really have any interest in this one, to be quite honest. I, it just didn't do anything to me. But uh, the Finn Balor versus uh, Constable Baron Corbin. Um. Hmm. <laughs> see, <laughs> I mean, see what I mean? Like, yeah, hmm. it's like I Finn. I hope. Oh please? yeah, Finn better fucking go over, dude. Like, it, there's no other way. It's just the feud itself didn't do anything. Like. You know, I be hit and miss sometimes as I'm watching Raw. You know, things go on as the show's going on, so I miss certain things. But, like, I'm not even too clear how they started beefing. Yeah, right? Like, like, I don't even know how this shit came about, man. So I'm just, like, in all, I'm just kind of like, eh. Is this on the pre-show? Nope. Wow. New Day's on pre-show, but (laughs) Finn and Baron, they're they're on the main card. Speaking of kickoff show, who's going to win that one? New Day or Sanity? Hmm. See, like, I, I, hmm. It's hard to say just because New Day's over with the kids, and it, it, I would, I would find it crazy to see New Day lose, like on on a pay per view, yeah. to Sanity, who's so new. Well, to some people, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna pick Sanity on this one. Yep, that's my pick also, man. New Day, once again, same situation as Jeff. You guys are going to still sell merch. You're still going to get your crowd pops. People are still going to, you know, fuck with you. And they're going to still tune in to see you every week. So you're not going to lose anything. So I feel like Sanity, they need something. You know, they've been missing in action. They didn't know what to do with them. Because I guess apparently they were going to change their fucking name to Chaos. So that's why when they were doing promos leading up to them debuting, they kept saying Chaos is coming. Chaos is coming. They were going to change the name from Sanity to Chaos. That would have been stupid. Especially since there's already a fucking group in New Japan called Chaos. So it's kind of fucking dumb. But yeah, I'm glad they stuck with Sanity. But Sanity needs something. They didn't have anything for them. They were off TV after they got picked up. So um, let, let's do something crazy. Like, let's, yeah, your, your first pay-per-view match on the main brand, you get the belts. That I mean, I don't know how many of you guys would like to see that. I don't even know, how, you know, how over Sanity really is. I know people fuck with Eric Young. I know a lot of people like Killian Dane, but I don't hear nobody really talk about Alexander Wolf. They used to talk more about Nikki Cross than Alexander Wolf. Yeah, true. So I don't know how over they are really, but I would like to see them get the belts on their first pay-per-view with the company, on the main show, I should say. 
But jumping back to our weekly shit on 205 Live, man, I got a question. Where are these tag team titles, man? They were never officially confirmed, but you know, the internet gets the deets sometimes before they even leak them themselves. So it's already been knowledge out there that a tag championship's coming. That's why they've been obviously teaming up people here and there with the, you know, Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy, how they had a Dale and uh Akira, now you got Lucha House Party, you know, Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick. So, you know, you, the pieces are already in effect. You already see that they're starting to team people up. But where the fuck are these titles, man? Like, like that could be another good match. I mean, you're already having tag matches already as it is, you know, whether it's Drew Gulak and uh, Brian Kendrick or, you know, whoever. You're already putting tag team matches together. Why not just do the belts already? I, I would love to see it just because you only have one belt on a show. So it uh, it needs it, but I think that they need to bring in talent before they bring them on. Yeah. So that that's my only thing. Why maybe they haven't done it? Because if you're gonna bring them in, we've already seen these tag matches already. Yeah, because it's only so many that you guys can do. Even though you got like four tag teams, it's only gonna be so many matches you can do. Yeah, so I I think the only reason why they wouldn't right now is because they need to bring in more talent. Speaking of that, we'll we'll switch to that one right now. Like, we were watching the Cruiserweight Classic, and and before I even get into it, don't get me wrong, not everybody deserved a contract out of that tournament. But considering how thin that roster is right now, who would you have liked to see being signed from the Cruiserweight Classic? My top pick, obviously Coda would have been the ideal guy, but he used the WWE for their their following. So if it wasn't going to be Coda... I love that Zack Sabre Jr. guy. Yeah, he was dude. a. He very looks scrawny as hell, but man, is he a hell of a technical wrestler, technical, dude. dude! I really respect his ring work a lot. Um, I know, I know. For the tag teams, you had Genders Boys. Why don't you put them on Two Hundred Five Live and let them do their thing? And that's another tag team that you could bring in. Hopefully, they end up doing that because just this morning on Twitter, I don't know if it was tweeted yesterday or today, this morning or whatever. But, uh, you know, the Singh Brothers Twitter account tweeted a video of the one that has been injured because, you know, it was a a split video showing him when he first got the surgery done to right now at the PC. He's jogging around and shit. So, obviously, he's on his way back. Like, hopefully, they do do that. Hopefully, they do bring them. They don't need gender. Gender doesn't need them. You need to break them off, put them on 205 Live, and boom, you already got a built-in tag team already. And they've been tagging, so it's not like you're throwing together two guys that might have crossed paths only a few times on the indies, like, their whole careers are with each other, basically. So I don't see nothing bad happening with that. They definitely need to do something with that. So hopefully that's what it ends up leading to. And as far as uh, as far as my uh, pick, I only had three people like that really caught my attention. I mean, of course, and I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but like, of course, if you wanted some jobbers, you could have signed Damak. Sean Maluda, you know what I mean? You could have signed them, you know what I mean, if you needed some more jobbers. But as far as people that could be some good talent and some believable competitors, I feel like they should have signed Fabian Eichner immediately instead of letting him beef up and go to NXT. He was great. He was, he was like just like Tony Nese, swole, can do fucking springboards, all that shit. Why not have him on there? But, I mean, maybe it would be too many muscular guys, and maybe that's how they looked at it. Uh, maybe it's me, but there is no way in hell. I would have signed Jack Gallagher over Fabian Eichner. Exactly. Like, that that baffles me because he does in-ring comedic shit. That's not for everybody, especially over here in the States. That shit works well over there across the pond, but over here we're kind of like, come the fuck on, man. 
Like so, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. He, I would not have signed him over Fabian Eichner at all. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, my my picks were uh, Sabre, Coda, uh, and then obviously Eichner. Yeah, my picks was Fabian Eichner, Zach Sabre Jr. too. I did have him on my list, and the sleeper. I'm gonna say sleeper because obviously it didn't cross your mind. It's only us. Uh, Tyson Ducks. Okay. He kind of impressed me a little bit. I'm not like, oh, man, my mind was blown. But, like, yeah, he should have had a fucking contract. And I believe now he's on impact, I believe now. Uh-huh. I mean, over a year later, I mean, he didn't get signed immediately. But now, just, like, in the past two, three months, I believe he debuted on impact. But, yeah, I, I believe those three should have got signed, man. The, the roster's so thin as is, and you guys obviously need the help. Whether it's a jobber match, <laughs> squash match, however you want to put it quick shit long shit you need as many bodies as possible especially if these tag team titles are on the horizon but staying with 205 live what are your thoughts on the rematch between noam dar and tjp now that tjp is going to be in the know of who he's facing get to do some scouting and all that good shit like do you think this is potentially going to be a great match good match okay match I think it's going to be a really good match. I that's my thought. I just hope please don't let him get jobbed out in 30 seconds again cuz that's going to piss me off. Oh no, definitely not. I definitely don't see them disrespecting TJP like that again. Cuz cuz if I was TJP and they told me right before I went out to the match that I'm losing in 30 seconds, I'd be like, I don't know if I could do that. Like I understand you got to be a team player, but at certain points it's like on some Hideo shit. Respect me, man. Yeah, just like, just come respect on, me. Man. Like, really? Not asking for much. Just I don't want to get jobbed out in can thirty we, seconds. Give me a minute. Can we add thirty more seconds to this? Yeah, shit? you know what I mean. Like, you know, uh, but you know, maybe maybe this might be a good feud. That's what I'm hoping to get out of it. Yeah, hopefully it can lead to something, man. Like, obviously it seems like they're keeping No Amdar on 205 Live. I was for sure thinking that he was going to keep his ass in the UK brand, but. If this is what it's going to be and this is going to be TJ's feud, like, let's get the best of it, man. Hopefully we get some really good shit going forward from him. Uh, what was your thoughts on the Cruiserweight title match this past Tuesday? <laughs> Against uh, Cedric Alexander and Hideo Otami. That was a ridiculous stiff match. Like, there was a lot of shit going on. If, like, you, if you really watched that match, there was a lot of, lot of, lot of crazy spots in there and and you know, like we like we mentioned on last week's podcast, Hideo needed to show out, and he sure. I I think that's that's what Triple H saw. Yeah, exactly. He that's probably what he saw in him, and he was like, "Yo, you're gonna do great things," but it just never materialized over here. So, as you said, yeah, last week I was on record saying it's make it or break it, and I gotta say, I you earned my respect, man. No pun intended. I know that's your little thing right now. Respect me, but like you earned my respect, and I have nothing bad to say about that match at all. I'm not saying oh it was a five star, but like it was a great match, man. Great championship match. Hideo showed me some viciousness I didn't know he had. Cedric's always great in what he does. Like not to just pump him up, but like you know what the whether it's selling, his moving around, he he's just great. But like Adeo, you really earned my respect this past week, man. That was a really great match, and I'm glad that you, now I'm officially glad that you're on 205 Live. I'm not looking at you like, oh god, here we go. Let's turn the channel real quick because this is going to be a bullshit match. Like I'm I'm glad that you're on 205 Live now. Hopefully you have a better career here than what NXT was able to afford you. Now specifically about the match, 
I loved at the end how Cedric is getting his ass whooped, like really bad too. Like at a certain point, it was like, damn, Cedric might lose this match. And then he, out of nowhere, hits his special pin, no, no false, no false pin, boom, done. And that's how wrestling needs to be, man, a little bit. They got to dial it back. I love that. That's why I told you about I love that finish because it doesn't happen anymore. You know, whether it's Roman Reigns, it's fucking 15 Superman punches, 18 spears, you know, Undertaker, you got to use 10 fucking tombstones. Everybody's got to do a shit ton of finishers. So to see that match end that way, it, it seemed great. Like you mentioned, he was getting his ass whooped and he just pulled it out out of nowhere. And that that and like I said, there was no false, no nothing. He legit got it, and that's why I'm like, yeah, that's the way you should be ending matches a little bit more, instead of okay, here we go. He's setting it up. Oh, he kicked out. Like you know, instead of doing that same shit that we've been doing for the past couple of years, like let's make it a little bit more unpredictable. So I love that finish. Uh, how do you feel about Hideo now? Like, has he has his stock risen in your book, or is he still at where he's at? Or his stock is soaring now. Now, as long as he keeps the same energy, he's going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. He will be a good contender. But you, you, I just hope he doesn't get injured or, you know, he just has a couple bad matches because you got to keep this up now. you got to keep this going. You know, you your, your stock was really low, and there were certain points where, like, I was just like, dude, I really don't want to watch this. I'm waiting for the release yeah. <laughs> yeah. to be on, you know, online. There, I'm waiting for it. There was a certain point where, like, yeah, he's going to get released soon. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad for him. really happy for him. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I'm, what would you rate that match? I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to say four and a half. Like I said, I can't say five. And this is me. I know some people are going to be like, really? But, like, honestly, like, I had – maybe it's because my expectations were where they were at. I'm not going to say they were in the basement, but they were kind of low. So to get what I got, I was blown by it a little bit. Like, hell, yeah, this is a great fucking match, dude. Uh – I'm like in between three and a half and four, but if if I had to definitively give a number, I'd give it a four. Could ju- just be just because of the crazy stiff spots they had. Oh man, them fucking sl- backhand slaps. I'm not even gonna call them chops. Those were slaps, goddamn. <laughs> and then and then how he kicked uh, Cedric Alexander was right next to the stairs, and he kicked him his head into the stairs. Oh yeah. my god! I, even though he blocked a little bit, I, that was dope to me. So I'd I'd have to give it a four just because of the crazy stiffness. Hell yeah, man. Switching over to Wednesday, uh, NXT. We're going to start off. This wasn't on the docket, but, man, how can we not have had this on the docket? The fucking Undisputed Era tag team champions once again, man. All is right in the world. Kyle O'Reilly got his guitar back. Sleazy I'm, Roddy out here. I'm currently playing my air guitar, guys. <laughs> uh, what a match. Okay, there, there was a certain point in the match where I was getting annoyed. Because they, they kept Trent Severn in like a in a knee bar for like the longest, and it was pissing me off because because it was such a dope match up to that point, but then it was like good ten minutes of just the same crap, and then what saved it for me and I haven't I don't even remember the last time I saw this is when Tyler Bate threw in the towel for yeah. him and and basically tapped for him. I was like you know what that that was a dope match that just based off that. See. I agree. I was like getting kind of annoyed because I'm like, bro, like, I mean, this is where you're, you're suspending the, you know, the belief or whatever. You know, I'm not believing it right now. Like, if this was UFC or anything else, dude, a motherfucker would have tapped. If this would have been a regular wrestling match, somebody without a knee injury would have tapped by now. So that's where I kind of got annoyed. I love the finish, though, with him throwing in the towel. I just feel like they shouldn't have had him in a submission move for 10 minutes because it kind of just 
made it unbelievable, man. Like, it was kind of hard. Like, I understand, once again, disclaimer, it's fake. We all know. But, like, it just made it harder for me to believe it. But I did like the finish of throwing in the towel. Like, like you said, I can't remember the last time I saw that happen. So that was just refreshing to see that, you know what I mean? From then they got that whole storyline of, you know, he just couldn't go. I felt bad for my friend. I, You know, so they're going to go through their shit. Whether they get a rematch or whatever, I'm pretty sure something about that's going to come from it. Because I, I, uh, Trent did beg him not to throw the towel in. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be any resentment or what, but I'm pretty sure something's going to come from it. I tell you what, I think Kyle O'Reilly has a slapping fetish. That man gets slapped hard every single match. Like, I think he tells them before they go out, man, at least slap me good four or five times as hard as you can because this dude was getting smacked around, dude. It was funny. I was like, man, this is a tough guy, dude. He's a man, tough mother. Real, ever. dude. I really fuck with Kyle O'Reilly, man. That dude be taking the most crucial shit. He's always taking all the bumps, dude. Is Yeah, man. That match, yeah, it was pretty good, man. I mean, we all knew it was coming. You know, obviously, when they do tapings and shit, like, the information ends up leaking. But it still didn't take away from the match at all for me. You know, like, watching it, it, it was it was a great match. Like I said, glad that the guys got the championship back. But it brings me to my next question, though. Even though I just said that, you know, Mustache Mountain could probably have a rematch clause. But moving on from them, who do you think would be a good competitor? Who would be the next challengers for the NXT Tag Team Championship? A tag team we haven't seen in a while. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Street Profits. Yeah, I can see, Yeah, I wonder if they're going to end up being... Well, I don't, I don't know if you saw Montez Ford tweeted about that match. Like, I don't know if exactly... I don't remember exactly what he said. Basically, you know, we're next. Hey, I'm here for it. You guys been around for a while. I mean, you know, obviously Montez just got married and shit. So, you know, they had him, you know, do his vacation, honeymoon and all that. So he hasn't been on the tapings or whatever. But, man, I'm here for it. I mean, I, I don't really have nothing bad to say about the Street Profits. You know what I mean? Like, I may not agree with the gimmick. Some of it comes off, you know, the cooking and shit from Angelo Dawkins and shit. Like, that comes off a little cheesy to me. Because, you know, I, that's one thing I hate about WWE. And I don't want to get too much into it. But when it comes to, like, urban shit, like, they're always three steps behind. And then they got motherfuckers doing outdated dances and shit from four years ago. But, hey, bud, you're black. You can do it. Like, Nigga, the only person that does that is James Harden right now. Like, there's no reason for that. Maybe back when Little B was popping, maybe you could have got off then with that shit. But, like, it's kind of old now. Like, I I just really hate, like, when they had Crime Time out, they used to have, um, what was dude's name? JTG, man. Besides doing Crip Walks, which motherfucker ain't gang related whatsoever, obviously. But besides doing Crip Walks on national television, they used to have him do, like, the Harlem Shake. And that. I'm talking about the bad boy Harlem Shake. Not this throw your body around like an idiot shit that they do nowadays. But even then, they had them doing outdated ass dances and shit, man. The young jock, when that shit was like three years old, he's still out there doing the motorcycle and shit. Like, come on, man. Like, you guys, if you're going to do this urban shit, let those guys do it themselves or get somebody that's in tune with what the hell's going on right now. Preach. I have, I have no gripe of what you just said. <laughs> I think the only believable person... That had an urban feel was New Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was really with the shit. There was no like, question about New he'll, Jack. He'll go out there and stab you. He doesn't give a fuck. So, like, he was believable. <laughs> Definitely, man. Oh, shit, man. Um, who's your pick for uh, the Fatal 4-Way that they're having next week? Between, uh, I believe it's Kyrie Sane, uh, Candice LeRae. 
Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. Yeah, who's your pick out of those four? Um, uh, I'm st- okay, so this is hard for me because I'm such a big Candice LeRae fan. Like, I love her. I think she's, I think she's dope. Yeah. But I, I can't. After the promo that Kyrie cut after her match this past week, I have to, that leads me to believe that Kyrie's going to get the W and it's going to be a big showdown between her and Shayna because Kyrie did beat Shayna. So I'm going to say. Kyrie, and that's that's who I want to win. And you know that shit does baffle me that she beat her in the May Young Classic, but yet Shayna Baszler Baszler gets the championship before Kyrie. Like that really does baffle me. Like what the fuck was the point of that tournament? What was the point of her winning said tournament to still not be champion? So yeah, that kind of blows me. Uh, my pick, I, I don't know, man. I'm split between Kyrie and Bianca Belair, man. I'm split between those two in this match, man. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, Nikki Cross could fuck around and steal the win. You know what I mean? Candace could win. You know, she's she's hot. She just did her shit right uh, this past Wednesday where her and Shayna went back and yeah. forth throwing little hands. Like, so anybody could technically pull it away, but I'm stuck really between those two. But fuck it. You pick Kyrie, I'll, I'll go with Bianca Belair, man. We'll, we'll, we'll split it up. Yeah, split, split it up. That's cool. I'm fine with that. For sure, for sure. Now... To cap off NXT, Adam Cole versus Danny Birch for the was it for the championship match? I don't think it was. Non title, right? He just challenged. Yeah, him, it was just man, a challenge. Shit, you would think the belt was on the line, dude. The way they were, <laughs> man. Uh, Adam Cole, what did Danny did Danny Birch like do something to you before that match? And you're like, fuck it, I'm going all out because he dude. was trying to knock him out, man. I've. I don't know what it's what it is with this undisputed era guys, but they are they are ruthless, dog. Ruthless. That's what I love about them, though, man. Whether it's even when Fish was active, man, they all were just so crucial and vicious with their shit, man. And it, he straight up gave Birch a super kick to the face, and dude didn't block. He didn't, you know. Obviously, wrestlers try to protect themselves and shit during these moves, but like he didn't put his hands up whatsoever. Just straight up ate that kick. I mean, the knee to the back of the head, you know, when they showed the second angle, it looked a little less crucial. But still, you know what I mean? Like, it, that was some hard-hitting shit to look like. That's why I was like, man, you got to love the Brits, man. Yeah, them, them, they them go, Brits they don't give a fuck. They go balls to the wall, dude. They don't give a fuck. They'll let you slap the shit out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Like, as long as it looks good, I'm with it. You know, I love that shit about them. Even going back to the Tyler Bate and uh, and the Bruiser weight, they were literally throwing hands in the ring yes. for a good minute. Like actual fist. Them, them, them Brits, man. You know, you you gotta love that British strong style. I love it, man. For sure, for sure. That match, though, man, it was way better than what I expected. I mean, Adam Cole is is great in the ring and shit, but like, I didn't expect it to be that good. It, it was some hard hitting shit, and. I, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. That's why I'm kind of slow and dragging over my words. Like I'm trying to think: is there anything negative I have to say about that match? And honestly, I don't think so, man. I think that was a good match for NXT TV. You know, they could have had that match on a takeover for real. You know, and that shit that would have you know would have been just as good. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying like I feel like they had a damn near a takeover quality type match on the NXT t- TV show. That was pretty good. Yep. Uh, that's that's the reason why NXT is the A brand. Man. Adam Cole's just got it, man. Like, we talked a little bit. Like, you know how we how you said, you know, you can't wait to see how it's going to be for Kyle when he breaks breaks off or when Undisputed eventually ends up because, you know, all good things come to when, an end. When Vince gets his hands on him. Right. 
I'm just, I'm legit curious for all of them, man. I want to see what they all do. I want to see what Roddy does now. Because, you know, he was around before they got there. But I would like to say that his stock has risen with a lot of fans since being associated with Undisputed Era. You know, then you got, like I said, Cole, he's he's fucking great. Then you got Fish when he gets back from injury. He's going to be back doing his thing. Then O'Reilly, like, I really wonder what where, where are they going to end up in like five years, I'll say. Where are they going to be in the landscape of WWE in five years, man? I can't wait to see. Hopefully they all got cold. <laughs> right. Shit, I don't care what brand it is. They need some type of strap. But, uh, yeah, going on just to shoot the shit towards the end of the show now. Um, Brock Lesnar officially re-entered the USADA. It's called USADA. USADA. <laughs> testing pool. Well, um, looks like he's only going to have one more appearance. Maybe, maybe appearance on Raw. No matches. He will, if if he doesn't lose the belt, uh, at SummerSlam, he's going to come on the next night and get hand handed over. Something has to happen with that. And it's funny because you know last week I was just saying like how he hasn't re-entered. I'm like we well, might not be going anywhere. And then what do you know? A week later, here we are talking about how he has re-entered. Well, so it has to happen, man. SummerSlam will be the biggest idea to do it. But you know, since they're letting motherfuckers gamble and shit, you know, they might swerve just to try to do some. Yeah, yeah. You think Brock's gonna win, huh? You think, or lose, but he's gonna win. Yeah, to me, it, it wouldn't be smart because. Or smart for Brock, because you better start training, dog. This isn't the WWE no more. Daniel Cormier is going to knock you out if you aren't ready. Yeah, and I'll let you get in your bag real quick I, on this, because I, I don't know all this shit. Daniel Cormier is one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. He has proved that this past weekend. And so so please, Brock, don't think, oh, ha, 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 I'm going to just you know bullshit it just because I think I'm this big, strong. Dude, you haven't won a fight. In years, your last last one that you technically won was a no contest, so that's not even a win. <laughs> your last win, I if I'm not mistaken, was Shane Carwin. Because after that, it was Kane, then Overeem. You got your ass whooped, and I don't know. You're 41 years old, dog. Like it's 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 time to let that go. I understand you want the check, and I understand. I I want to know because this past weekend, he got he got into a UFC octagon to go push Daniel Cormier. I want to know, did they pay you just as much as the WWE pays you to get on Raw? Because if I was somebody in that back locker room, I would be pissed. Because you've made more appearances in the UFC in the past month than you have on Raw. So if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a backstage wrestler, I am pissed right now. Just I don't even know what to say. Like I'm, I'm mad and I'm not. I don't even wrestle. So I, I, hope, I hope he give, gives up the belt at SummerSlam and then really starts to get after that training. Because you... you you're going to get knocked out, bud. Going to need it, bud. I just hope in the grand scheme of all this shit, though, I just hope Brock understands where this hatred from the fans come from. You don't got to give a fuck, bud. You can say that you're just here for checks and you don't care what people think, but there's there's a reasoning for why the people hate you like this. It, it could be all storyline. It could be all the work, you know, that you know you guys had it set up this way, and then on your way out, you know, you knew that you were going to UFC and Vince was going to do this shit to make people hate you by you not defending, you know, the title. But there's a legit reason, man. Like, you're kind of damaging the product. You know, if you're a fan of wrestling in any form of capacity, you should know inside yourself, like, what the fuck am I doing, man? I haven't defended this championship for this show in months. And you don't feel any kind of way about that at all? Like, that just, I really wondered that about him. You can play that, you know, your role and act like you don't give a fuck. But, like, are you at least aware of how you're damaging this company? 
more namely Monday Night Raw because SmackDown and everybody else is doing just okay. Mm-hmm. But you are damaging Monday Night Raw with this shit. So I guess congrats. Finish your little shit out. Go get worked in the octagon again. Please don't ever come back to WWE. I, I have I have a weird suspicion that after he loses, his ass is going to be right back. triple the bag. Yeah, triple. <laughs> 1.5 for every appearance. Motherfucker. Oh, man. I got to get off this Brock shit, man. That motherfucker be annoying me, dude. You were a beast and you were great at one time, but goddamn, man, has this shit just been a shit show. Uh, for the new Mae Young Classic coming up, uh, returning Caitlyn. I know you uh, don't know too much about her. You know, she's a former Divas champion, and she was around for a lot. She won, uh, she won the all-women's season of NXT back when they used to try to have it as a game show before they made it into a brand. So not only was she a Divas champion, she was the winner of the all-female NXT season. And she, I forget, I believe she had a feud with AJ Lee. Oh. People don't eat me alive if I'm wrong. But I could have swore I remember seeing her locking up with her before. And she's had, I'm not going to say, oh, she has some great feuds. But for her being out of the ring for so long, it's just good news to see that not only the guys, but the women get the bug again and they want to go back. Because she's been gone for, shit, I forgot when, maybe 20 was it 2014, 13? I can't even remember, dude, to be honest. But she's been gone for a while. She started doing, like, some uh, bodybuilding, you know, CrossFit, shit of that nature. Got, like, in crazy shape. And then she's, uh, this past uh, couple months, she started, I think in February, she started doing some shit on the indies. And I just, just thought she was doing it for the shits and gigs. But she was the first competitor announced for the May Young Classic. So I think that's kind of a cool idea, like, for, to have a former Divas champion. Because, you know, they had Serena Deeb last time. And, yeah, she was a former WWE diva, but she never held a championship. So I think that kind of gives it a new layer this year that we actually have a woman that held the belt. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm interested. Are they going to put her on NXT after that? Because that would be kind of messed up. That would be kind of dumb, especially considering I believe this brand she was on was Raw and SmackDown, because I believe that might have been during the days of the brand flips, because this is kind of when I was in and out of it. I wasn't watching it every week. I was, you know, kind of annoyed with the product at that time. So but I was watching it bits and pieces during that time. Yes. So to throw her on NXT, she's better than that. Yeah. Yeah. She's better than that. Like if you guys trusted her with the Divas Championship and being on the main shows before, don't put her on NXT. NXT is fine where it's at. And I'm pretty sure you're going to grab a new crop of females from the Mae Young Classic to add to the NXT roster already as it is. So if you're going to keep Caitlyn around and sign her to a deal, please just put her on the main roster. Because it will be so pointless. Uh, And other news, obviously still revolving around WWE. News broke this week that WWE is strongly considering an all-women's pay-per-view this year. Or if not this year, next year. Uh... Honestly, I I would only want to see it if you're going to put the NXT women on too. I think they're, in all honesty, I think they would have to because not only, I'm not, and this is not a dig at the ladies on the main roster, but all of you ain't popping like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure someone like Natalia will probably end up getting a spot on that card. But like, yeah, I, that would be a great way to introduce some NXT women to the main core fans. Yeah, I, uh, I would love it. I mean, that, that I, I personally would love to see it. Hopefully in Saudi Arabia. Oh, hell off. no. That's never just piss them off. Right? Just like set them up for a whole big car of guys. <laughs> just nothing but women. Just, just nothing but, but, you know, I mean, I think that'd be great for the women. I, 
I, I'm, I'm just happy that we're out of that diva era where everybody was trash. Now we're, now we got some real hitters. Yeah, we got real women that actually like to wrestle. They're not just here for their sex appeal to, you know, yeah. collect checks. Like they're actually working on their craft, trying to get better, trying to put on the best matches that they can. Quick question, and this is off the dock. We have not even thought of this. It just popped into my head. All right, shoot. Dream match: China in her prime against Oscar in her prime. Who wins that? Man, that's kind of hard because you know WWF at that time had China beating guys. You know, what I mean, she was an intercontinental champion, I, the only woman to be intercontinental yep. champion. Like, so if I'm looking at it on some team death match shit, you know, or you know, celebrity death match, got the time machines and we're bringing her out. Like, she China was a bad woman, man. Swole as hell, bad as hell, and Asuka does what she does. I, so it would be Clash of the Titans, damn near. In my exactly. Eyes. I think that's like a like a straight like legendary match. But I, I think Asuka wins just because she's faster and she has that strong style with the kicks. Yeah, because if she catches China with a couple head kicks or just starts breaking her down with kicks, yeah, that would be her path to the, the win. But yeah. that was just something that popped in my head. That would be a dream match. But, you know, we're never going to get China in a, in a game, so we're not going to see that. that. That's so damn sad, man. Like, some people, just because you don't agree with what they do in their personal lives, does it should not ruin what they've done in the world of wrestling. You know? But uh, staying with, I guess, just making up our own shit, what old pay-per-view would you bring back from back in the day? Any of them. What pay-per-view would you bring back with today's roster? doesn't matter what brand. It could be Raw, SmackDown, NXT. It doesn't matter, but, like, what old pay-per-view would you bring back? Uh, There's a couple. You know, it's like I, I I want to see King of the Ring back. Personally, me. I felt like that was such a staple when I was young. King of the Ring. That's that's where I really got introduced to Stone Cold. Yeah. Shit like that. You know, that's where you get introduced. Um, but obviously, Halloween Halloween Havoc was one of my favorites. I used to love the set. For, even though, like, when you look back, it's not much to it. But as a kid back in them days, it was a great set. Great set. Um, I think, I think NXT should have more pay-per-views. Not a lot. But let them have two or three in your houses in a year. Just nothing major, nothing, nothing crazy. Just to in your house, you know, have a house on the set. I love those. Yeah, I do miss that set. That was a cool little pay per view, man. And then, uh, Starcade, Starcade. I think, I think you. Th- those three, I want to see in your house. Halloween Havoc, Starcade. That would be dope to me. Yeah, see, my picks. I would out for me. I agree with you on the uh, King of the Ring. I feel like WWE has been missing out the past couple years with that, like. We need some form. I mean, you're granted you're doing tournaments with the May Young Classic and shit and the Cruiserweight, but like we need something yearly where people and then that because that used to transform people. Like Booker T became King Booker. You know what I mean? Like like you it transforms them. It gives them a different layer. It gives them a different lane to go through. Especially if you want to put a push on somebody without giving them a championship. It's a great way to give somebody a great rub without having to take a belt off somebody else. That's hot as shit. So I feel like King of the Ring should definitely be in consideration. And for my, like, if I had to pick a set, because King of the Ring was legit my, my only pick. Like, that's all I was thinking of was, like, they definitely need to bring back King of the Ring. But even though the set wouldn't be the same, I would be partial to getting, like, a, like how you said, the, you know, the in your house. Because, I mean, without everything being LEDs nowadays, I don't see them. So we wouldn't have that nostalgia feel of the, 
of the house set, but like in your house, like that was a good pay per view. I mean, granted, you got your fully loaded's, and you know they did bring back backlash, so I can't say backlash, but you know, like in Starcades and all those WCW properties that they officially own but have not been using. Like, what about Great American Bash? I I was gonna say that, but they already did kind of bring that back, and then or, they stopped. Or or that could be your July pay per view, Bash at the July? Beach. Exactly, even better. Like, what the hell? Like, you guys own these properties and you don't do shit with them. Like, I mean, I get it. I guess we rather have TLC and Extreme Rules and Hell in a Cell, but like, fuck that. We we can kind of draw back a little bit and go old school with it a little bit. Like yeah. you did with the Starcade, how you did with War Games with NXT. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. It's nostalgia in the sense with the name, but if you were able to pull off a set like uh, in your house set. That'll be super dope. We don't need all these LED lights. You got HD cameras. It's gonna pick up great. <laughs> you yeah. don't need all them LEDs and shit on the on the you know the fucking ramp and all that. I mean, just don't bring back NWO sold out or no. or Hog Wild. So yeah. We're not trying to go to Sturgis. Right. I was about to say, where are they Sturgis for that shit? <laughs> God damn, man. Uh, closing out the show though, man. Uh, you wanted to speak on uh, Juice Robinson, man. Yeah, uh, formerly known as CJ Parker in NXT. Uh, yeah, so maybe this is not not necessarily a big subject, but I find I worth, found worth speaking on. Yeah, it's I found it was significant. You know, you had uh, you had this guy who was jobbing out to everybody in NXT a couple years ago. I mean, it wasn't even close. I think the only offense he ever got in was breaking Kevin Owens' nose on a on a bullshit hand strike to the nose. You know, oh, so palm strike was yeah, palm vicious. palm him straight <laughs> nose broken. Uh, I found it a little funny that he goes to Japan, and now he has a belt on him, and he's over. Yeah, people love his promos, man. That shit gets retweeted onto my timeline every time after uh, Japan, New Japan does something, and he does his little promo afterwards. They love it. Hey, he's. I'm not saying he's great or anything. But I think that speaks volumes to how sometimes these bookers in the WWE have their 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 preconceived notions of people, and they think they know how they're gonna pan out. Yeah, but it's like you don't know, man. But they also don't give them that shot. Yeah, they, and he never got the shot, and he asked for his release. He's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not gonna be getting jobbed every week, and it's going nowhere. I'm gonna make myself into something. He's it took make him two, himself. three years, but damn it, he did it, and, Just, I, and I salute him for that shit. So I, it's not major, but I, I found it significant, very significant that this guy who was getting jobbed out every week is now over and has a belt in Japan. You know, shout out to him, shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing your thing, and hopefully one day you come back and and just shit on everybody. Like, yeah. I made myself a champ. Right. Come back hot as shit. Make it to the point where WWE comes looking for you, not the other way around, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think in, in about a year or two, he's, he's going to do that. But then but then I'd make him wait a little bit, you know? Just <laughs> really rub it in their face. Well, yeah, he got our support, man. Like, you know, we, we don't keep up on everything. But shit, for me personally, I've been, ever, ever since I found out he's from our hometown, I'm like, all right, I got to fuck with him. Yeah, there's a wrestler from Joliet, Illinois, like that's on NXT. Like I gotta support his ass. Like I never seen this dude a day in my life, but I gotta support him. Well, that's what pissed me off. Is I was like, fuck, we get one wrestler from Joliet and he's getting chopped out. <laughs> right, and he was on that whole uh, hippie shit. Yeah, you know what I mean, like they did give him a kind of bullshit gimmick. I mean, he kind of he's not doing the whole you know peace shit in New Japan, but I mean ring work or not ring work, but ring gear is is pretty much the same type shit basically. But I really hated the gimmick. 
But after, like I said, after I found out where he was from, I'm like, man, I, I kind of got to support. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad to see him with the championship, a championship over there in New Japan. And I just hope he has a real bright future and hopefully he makes his way back home to WWE in the future, too. Shout out to you, man. But All right. Yeah, that's going to be pretty much wrapping things up for us this week. Once again, this has been episode four. We'll be back next week, as always. Until then, though, man, we're going to end up hollering at y'all. All right, peace.